is the Cloud Hub Podcast, your launchpad for Amazon Web Services. Welcome to the Cloud Out Podcast. My name is Michael. And my name is Andreas. We are brothers and freelancers focusing on Amazon Web Services. We do technical coaching, for example, for teams that start their journey with AWS. And infrastructure bootstrapping, typically based on our infrastructure's code templates for our clients worldwide. Every month, we discuss a topic related to AWS here in the podcast. One of us prepares the topic, which is not known to the other one. So, Andreas, what's the subject today? Michael, today I want to talk about a non-technical topic. I want to talk about AWS certifications. And I've come up with a list of five good reasons to not get AWS certified. Okay, I see. So that seems to be a controversial topic, Andreas. So this is episode number 38, and we are recording this on February the 16th. But before we start, uh, here's a short announcement. Cloudonote Plus is our offering that allows you to get access to exclusive videos and online events. Every week we share a new video with our subscribers. And this week's video that we will publish tomorrow is about Route 53 and DNSSEC. So the topic is how to secure the DNS, the really the heart of the uh, internet. And um, this is what this video will be about. So we will discuss how to enable DNSSEC with Route 53 and also why DNSSEC is important. Subscribe to Cloudonaut Plus today. You will find all relevant information in the show notes. Um, so yeah, check that out. All right, Andreas, that sounds great. So if you're interested in some deep dives on AWS topics, or if you're just interested in staying up to date with the AWS world, then Cloud or Not Plus is exactly what you're looking for. So Andreas, let's switch to our topic. And I think before we start, so I have one question for you, which is a little bit unusual because you haven't already started preparing something. But when did you complete your first AWS certification? Can you remember that? Um, so I think it was um, in 2014 um, when I did my first certification, the AWS Solution Architect Associate. And um, so I think this was um, the first time I got certified. Do you remember your first AWS certification, Michael? I actually don't remember it, um, but I, the only <laughs> probably thing about I the same time. Yes, but I'm not. Yeah, maybe one year later or a couple of months later. So the only thing that I remember is that I completed, um, at this time, there were five different certifications, so I completed all five of them. And it was really annoying because they expired every year, I think, at the beginning, and then they switched to every two years. And I don't know how the um, the expiration is, 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 is handled these days, but yeah, it was really a lot of work um, to also keep them like from not expiring. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. So I think we we started with the associate ones, and then we did the professional certificates as well. And yeah, that's that was all at the beginning, actually. So yes, yeah, so Michael. The so the discussion about getting AWS certified. So so how does it look nowadays? Maybe a short um, yeah recap. So nowadays we have still the uh, three associate level certifications that you can use to basically prove you have basic knowledge about AWS. So there's solution architect, sysop administrator and developer associate certificates. Um, and then you have two professional level certificates. And the idea behind those is AWS says those are certificates for um, 
yeah, for professionals that have two years of experience. Uh, so this is the solution architect and the DevOps engineer professional certificates. And besides that, AWS added, uh, I think it's now six uh, special speciality certifications. So uh, for example, advanced networking, security, uh, and so on. And also there is um, a very yeah, the uh, certificate for, for beginners, which is called Cloud Practitioner. So this is um, so that you know about the basics of AWS. It's also intended, I think, for non-technical um, professionals, for example, for marketing and sales and stuff like that. So I think it's just to get a basic understanding about the, um, about the fundamentals of AWS. So there, <laughs> to summarize that, nowadays there are a lot of certifications and... Um, I think when I'm when I'm yeah reading in the community and see what others are posting about, I think you can find. I, I looked it up in Google. You can find hundreds of blog posts <laughs> that tell you why it's a good idea to get AWS certified. And I think there are definitely reasons uh, for doing so. Um, but what I want to bring to discussion is there are also reasons not <laughs> to get AWS certified, in my opinion. And, and that's the topic I want to discuss now. So I don't want to say that AWS certificates are useless or that it's not that it's completely nonsense or something like that. I do not want to offend anyone. Um, but I think it's it's worth to add also those arguments to the discussion when it comes to is it worth to get AWS certified? Uh, what do you think about that, Michael? Yeah, I think that that makes sense, and and maybe we can also um, maybe um, um, add this information that that both of us, uh, you and me, we decided, I think last year or the year before, to not um, uh, kind of renew our certificates. So we, I don't actually know if I'm still certified. I, I think most of them are expired, maybe all of them. Um, so yeah, that's maybe an interesting as well to to add at the beginning here. Yeah, so that's also good to know. Yeah, so it was at the beginning of 2020 when we decided that we will no longer renew our certifications. And um, yeah, I think that's something that, uh, <laughs> that you need to know as well. So we are a little bit biased, of course. <laughs> so that's our view of the world. But maybe it's interesting um, to have uh, um, yeah, look into these arguments as well. Okay, so, so let's get started. So my first reason, my first argument for not getting AWS certified is... Um, that this is really a race to the bottom. So at the beginning, so in, in 2014, when I did my first certification, there were only very few people that um, hold these certifications, right? But uh, of course, over the years, more and more people are getting trained and getting certifica uh, certified. Uh, so uh, I stumbled upon an announcement um, a few weeks ago where Amazon announced that they will help to train about <laughs> or 29 million people around the world um, to grow their tech skills. So basically what they mean, they want to train them how to use AWS. <laughs> and also one of their goals is that they get AWS certified as well. So if you think about that, <laughs> uh, uh, Probably then you have about 30 million or something like that people with an AWS certification. So you are not really the only one <laughs> that's doing that. So, so in my opinion, it's, it's really a race to the bottom because at the end, an AWS certification will not really distinguish you from your peers anymore. Um, so I think that is a good argument to maybe look for something else that you can do um, to showcase experience or to 
um, yeah, to, to, to distinguish yourself uh, from, from the other professionals. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe I have to add two thoughts here. So first, um, this also depends a little bit on your kind of way of working. So for example, if you are a freelancer, then that is looks a little bit different than because you are definitely competing with other folks. And if the only differentiator is that you have a certification that also 29 million people on the planet have that might live in countries where the, the cost of living is just significantly lower than yours, then you are kind of in problems. Uh, if you work in a large enterprise, you basically only compete against your own, like basically with your coworkers, and then that might look a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, keep that in mind. If you are a freelancer, then this definitely applies. And my second thought was about race to the bottom. I'm not sure if everyone is really familiar with that picture. So race to the bottom basically means that, that you compete with people that you cannot compete with. For example, because they live in other countries where the, the living costs are just significantly lower and it's, it's like if you're familiar with platforms like Fiverr.com, where basically everyone can offer very standardized products or services, um, and then you will never make the lowest price if you live in a country um, where, like the US or also like we live in Germany. So um, it, it's not possible to compete with someone who lives in uh, a country where you pay uh, one-tenth of the rent that you have to pay in Germany, for example. So yeah, keep that in mind. And that's kind of what, what Andreas, I think, has in mind when he talks about race to the bottom. So, yeah, so I think race to the bottom is really when the market really gets um, more and more competitive and if when margins and prices um, are, are falling. So then I think you are <laughs> in such a race to the bottom. And the problem with that is um, if only the price basically differentiates, um, then yeah, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to make a living out of that so you can you can see that from airline business or something like that where really the price is the only argument so that is why i think um this is a good argument to not really focus too much on those aws certifications because in the long run i think that's not a very good game to play yeah at least not for you um so and this is also and this probably is another blog post andreas um I think AWS launched this platform. It's called Amazon or AWS IQ, and where you basically can offer your your skills at the lowest possible hourly rate, uh, competing against the whole world. Yeah, so those are definitely platforms where the race to the bottom can be observed from the outside, and you don't want to be in that game. So now, Andreas, I think you have some ideas how you can uh, fix that problem. So how can we avoid the race to the bottom? So what are what's possible? besides certifications to prove that we are knowledgeable in the AWS uh, world. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so so let me yeah, let me let me proceed with my next uh, reason to not get AWS certified. I think um instead of getting AWS certified instead of getting a certificate um um I have the, the following opinion. So whenever I'm involved into hiring a freelancer or employee, um, I look for showcase of the applicant's work. Uh, so I think it's much more interesting for me um, to find out uh, what, yeah, how really the experience level and the attitude and the, um, yeah, the, the style of working is when I can look at some work results uh, from a person. So. So that could be having a look at um, 
uh, a GitHub repository or having a look at, I don't know, a video demo that someone recorded and published to YouTube. Or um, if someone writes blog posts about technical details and solutions that he or she found um, to, yeah, to solve that problem and documented that in a blog post. So I think those are things that, from, from my point of view, help much more to, to yeah, find out about a person that you want to hire for as a freelancer or employee um, compared to a certificate. Because I think, um, yeah, of course, a certificate makes sure that, uh, that someone has a certain level of knowledge. But I think um, if someone is able to really put that knowledge into action is something different and it doesn't really tell you much about that. Basically, all the certification tells you is someone was capable of going through that multiple choice test, right? So I think that is, of course, this is a hint, uh, but I think it's not really, um, yeah, don't give you that much information. So that is why my idea is, uh, or my recommendation is, instead of getting AWS certified, um, put that Put that effort into showcasing your skills that you acquire while uh, starting your journey into the cloud. So, for example, if, you, if you're starting right now, so if you haven't uh, done anything on AWS, if you do, do not know basically anything about AWS, then start your journey, learn about AWS, and, for example, document what you're learning in a blog, in a podcast, record videos, uh, maybe start with an open source repository or speak at local user groups. I think there are a lot of ways to showcase what you have learned. And the, the benefit is that, so you're documenting that, that means you're learning uh, much better what you're doing. And also you share that with the community. So you're even doing others a favor. So I think that is really, um, this is really yeah something uh, very valuable to do instead of getting an AWS certification because no one else <laughs> really benefits if you get AWS certified, right? So I think um, those other options are are really valuable and um, do also showcase um, your your expertise. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think um, that the important part here is that that really you should think twice about how you spend your time. So do you invest it into like watching uh, 20 hours of A-Cloud Guru videos and memorizing all the questions? Or do you spend that time on, on, on a real project and show your work, basically? Um, so I think you can more or less accomplish significantly uh, like more if you just invest this time in, in doing real work. And you also learn more than by just looking at at questions and answers. So yeah, I think it's it, it it can be something really simple. So you can go to Medium or 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 even Twitter or somewhere and just document your learning process and share your your little things that you're learning on the way. I think that's quite helpful. Um, yeah, to showcase your expertise. Okay, so yeah, so this was my uh, second uh, reason. My my third one is. Um, I've titled it with <laughs> be unique, um, define your own curriculum. So what I mean with that is um, when you aim for an AWS certification, you, you follow the learning path defined by Amazon. So at the end, your skill set is not really unique because instead you're, you're learning the same than millions of other <laughs> IT professionals. So um, that is 
that is basically what comes out of that. It's basically standardizing the way people learn about Amazon Web Services. And of course, that is also, so this gives you some guidance. It's helpful to get started because you know, um, yeah, basically which areas are probably important. But on the other side, it's also, yeah, this comes from, from AWS and they define the learning path. So what you learn is not, is not, um, it's not really what's best for you. It's what's best for AWS, I would say. So that, that might match, <laughs> but it also might not. Um, so you will not learn a lot of things that you might be interested in, for example. Um, so my take on this is um, when you start your journey with AWS, um, pick your own focus areas. So start with the areas that you are most interested in. Um, let's say you're most interested in serverless or machine learning or networking or whatever. And I think it can be really helpful just focus on some areas that are really out of interest for you because either you're already familiar with that from the on-premises world or because it's a technology that you're interested in. And I think that that comes with um, different benefits. One is it's probably a lot more fun. <laughs> so if you learn only the things that you're interested in and you not have to learn the ones that uh, do not really interest you, it will be a lot more fun. It will be easier to stay motivated. And also you differentiate your skill set. So you will be unique. So let's say you have focused on, let's say, databases and machine learning. There's probably not too many other people that have really specified uh, on those two uh, areas, um, for example. Um, so I think that is um, a good reason to not get AWS certified, but to pick your own way of learning. Of course, it's a little bit more effort because you have to, <laughs> you have to find out which areas are out of interest to you. Um, but I think it's, it's worth the effort to, to go your own way instead of just following um, the, the path that AWS has defined. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, and and maybe you can even be more um, more specific. So, for example, instead of focusing on databases, so I think you could, for example, build a career when you focus on Redshift. So it's a single service, but it is. I think it has the the thickest documentation. Like if you would print the documentation, that would likely win the prize for the thickest documentation in terms of pages. It's an insane service in terms of capabilities, and. I think there are not a lot of people on the planet who really know Redshift from the ins and the outs. And also, um, if you are, for example, coming from, maybe you can also leverage your background. So maybe you manage Windows workloads on-premises. So if you are the one who really understands how to manage Windows workloads on AWS, this will also make you very special <laughs> because uh, there are not a lot of people who really understand all the details about that and how you can leverage all the, the features that are available from maybe SSM and stuff like this. So yeah, I think you can be very specific at the beginning and maybe you can also leverage your existing knowledge and then um, it, it also is more fun because you, I mean, if you have to start from from zero, then it is like, it is it is harder to, to learn something new. But if you can build upon your existing knowledge, um, that, that might be a good way to kind of keep the motivation high and to make sure that that you finish um like the like f or reach the finish line yeah so that's all i wanted to perfect address. yeah okay so um my next argument uh for not getting aws certified is um learning by doing in my opinion is much more effective than just memorizing answers to multiple choice questions so 
maybe let's face it, probably let's say 90% of the people who prepare for the AWS certification, what do they do? They go through sample questions, so-called brain dumps with the question and answers from the certifications. And they just try to memorize all of the answers. And it's really, you're just, yeah, you're memorizing the knowledge, um, but you're not really applying that knowledge in the real world. And I think, um, of course, that works. You will get through the certification by doing so, most likely. Um, but I think if you, if you instead choose uh, to solve a real-world problem, uh, I think you will learn much more uh, from that and also much more that you can really um, use later in your, in your job, in your career. So a few examples what you could do um, to get your hands on with AWS. So, for example, you could migrate a web website to AWS. Let's say you, you're, I don't know, just a WordPress, uh, what, what have you, a CMS system, what have you. Migrate that to AWS. Or, for example, if you think about starting a blog, why not setting up your blog on AWS yourself instead of picking one of those platforms? So, for example, use um, a static site generator or Ghost or WordPress, what have you, to, to run your own blog on AWS. You will learn a lot by um, building your own infrastructure on AWS, and it costs you very little because I think you can probably stay in the free tier for most of that. Or if you're more uh, from a developer side, you could implement a simple serverless application or so so simple back-end, front-end application um, that solves a small problem that you have in your day-to-day life, for example. Uh, you could just start with a very simple thing, just back up your personal data to S3. So, for example, I have a, um, a backup solution on my Mac um, that backups my data to S3. You can just start with that because you will already learn about S3. You will learn about identity and access management. You can really learn a lot of such a thing. And there are other uh, examples. Uh, Michael, for example, you <laughs> you did that IoT thing where you did your uh, watering your plants or something like that. So whatever is out of interest to you, pick a small project um, that really helps you to... Um, yeah, build something on AWS because I think you will learn much more from that um, than just memorizing answers and going through the simplest way to get AWS certified. Yeah, and I remember um, a reInvent keynote, I think it was two years ago, where one of the large consultant, like IT consultancies was on stage and they proudly announced that they will certify thousands of people in the next months. I mean, you can literally imagine how that works. I mean, they will memorize the questions and answers and then they will have 1000 people certified and then they will start working on aws projects and i i will predict that that's knowing not going to be very well <laughs> because they will run into all the pitfalls um so yeah that's it's always better to um, have real world experience and I, I like the ideas that you presented like the small projects and this is really in terms of effort most of this can be done in maybe half a day, I think, maybe a day. Uh, you should see, you should be able to see something that is working, and then you can improve if you if you like. And otherwise, you can just go on to the next project. Yes, yeah, so I think it's important to pick a, a small scope, a small project for for getting started. I know that it's also hard to get started because there is so much um, services, so many features, so many things you need to know at the beginning. But I think, um, yeah, just start small. So the scope that you have to learn is is also small and you can manage that. Uh, that is probably a good advice. Also, if you 
if you're looking for ideas and you are not sure how to get started, um, write us a message um, and we, we are happy to help you to pick something um, to, yeah, to, to get your journey started. Okay, so Michael, the, the next good reason is my last one, <laughs> um, but I think it's also an interesting one. So um, I've observing um, or yeah, I have looked into the learning materials that AWS provides. And um, so those learning materials, some of them are free, they're available online. Um, also, um, if you do um, a training from AWS or one of their partners, the, the, the learning material comes from AWS. So that's this licensed material from AWS. And what I've noticed over the years um, is um, that AWS is less and less talking about limitations and pitfalls in their learning materials. So uh, from, from my point of view, and I know maybe the Germans are a little bit special on that, but from my point of view, Uh, a lot of the learning materials really look like marketing materials. Um, so I think the, the content feels very marketing style to me and not very technical. And what I think is the problem with that, so if you focus on that, so focus on the, the, the content that AWS and their partners provide, I think the problem is that you're not really learning about the cutting edges uh, or the rough edges of the cloud. Um, but I think that's exactly the expertise, expertise that distinguish between success and failure in the real world. So I think it's really important uh, to learn about the limitations. So let's say um, you have to know about the limitations of, um, I don't know, EBS snapshot restores or the limitations of S3 or the, the maximum throughput, uh, I don't know, of an SNS topic, what have you. So I think it's important to know about the pitfalls and limitations and AWS does not really talk about those too much. Um, so that is why my, my advice is um, find independence to learn from and maybe do not focus too much on what AWS and their partners provide as learning materials. Um, so we have a list um, of, of such um, independents that provide learning materials. For example, there's AppSync Masterclass by Jan. So this is um, if you want to get started with serverless. Um, there's, for example, the DynamoDB book by Alex, or there is the good parts of AWS by Daniel. And also our offering, Cloud Plus, and also Cloud on Audit itself, is um, such learning materials that are is looking a little bit behind um, um, the certains and also looking at really the limitations and what you need to know when, when running those services in production because sooner or later you will hit those limitations and then it's better to know up front <laughs> than waking up in, a, um, yeah, in an emergency call. So that is, that is my last reason. So um, getting AWS certified is, in my opinion, focusing a little bit too much on the, um, on the really best side of AWS, but I think it's important to learn about the, the, the pitfalls as well. Yeah, that, that is a very, a very good advice, Andreas. And I have one, like maybe this is kind of a real-world story that was um, made public recently um, about such a pitfall. So there was a, a severe downtime of Slack at the beginning of the year, basically the first working day uh, in the United States, and Slack was down. And there were a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons was that 
they uh, transitioned to Transit Gateway um, over the last year. And this was the first time uh, they were like, on the first working day, they have like, or like lots of reminders. And I mean, it's like you can you can ask like to remind you about something and lots of things like that were going on at like exactly the same time at the, at, at the, at the first working day in the US. And then Slack was more or less down because turns out that Transit Gateway does not scale infinitely and it is kind of a bottleneck and it needs time to scale up. And in this uh, situation for Slack, it, it, it didn't scale up very well. So it took them many hours um, and AWS was working kind of manually to fix that for them. So in co like they worked together with AWS to fix the problem because they had lots of packet drops and things like that because of Transit Gateway. I have never read such a limitation on the Transit Gateway documentation. So this was mind blowing for me because I was expecting that Transit Gateway does not add significant overhead onto my, uh, what I usually am expecting from a VPC. <laughs> um, so that, that's very interesting. And, and those are, those are the, uh, like the, the information pieces that are important. So if you know such a thing, then you can imagine that there could be a problem like that. And if something like this happens, you have an idea of what could be the problem. Because if you would only follow eight or less material, they, they would never tell you that this actually could become a problem. And so that's why it is so important to uh, also get some insights from other people who actually use the product and run into the problems and share them with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe let's, let me summarize um, what we have been talking about so my five good reasons to not get AWS certified um, so I think um, for sure there are some good reasons to get AWS certified and some of you may be also be kind of uh, forced to do so because your um, yeah for example consulting partners need to get AWS certified and stuff like that um, but I think there it's it's important to think about the reasons for not getting AWS certified as well um, so for me, the most important one is the one that I started with. I think this is really a race to the bottom because so many people will get AWS certified that's, that it, this is no longer distinguish you from the others. So I think this is true on a personal level, so uh, as an employee or as a freelancer, but it also will be true for the consulting partners because at the end there will be thousands and hundreds of thousands of consulting partners with uh, hundreds of certified consultants so what's really the difference then so i think it's um it's um it's going away to this distinguishation goes away so my, my advice is really go on your own journey um find your own uh areas that you want to focus on that you want to learn about uh, share your experience and your learnings on the way so document what you know for for the outside world uh, so many ways uh, blogs open source uh, videos podcasts so many possibilities talking at local uh, meetups stuff like that so really go on your own journey i think this is really my advice um, maybe do not follow the other 30 million people <laughs> but but pick your own pick your own way into the cloud yeah, great, Andreas. Thanks for sharing your opinion and also your ideas here. Before you leave, please review our podcast, for example, on Apple Podcast. You can also share this episode with your friends because learning something new about AWS is always fun, right? Your feedback helps to improve the podcast. You can reach us via Twitter or email. You will find the details in the show notes. So we are back in a month. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.